0: Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, Megan Hall, psychology grad student, spouse, mom, and advocate for change. On this podcast, I provide a space for women to share their stories. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today and enjoy the episode. today i'm here with erica erica is the author of abandoned guilt and absorbed gladness she is the oldest of four children from parents uh c natasha and melvin richberg Mm -hmm. erica michelle is is half a 72 year old woman determined to try to have two children by the age of 40 Mm -hmm. oh you don't you don't even look like you're close to 40 now i'm half a 74 yeah well (laughs) i uh i'm there i'm 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 up there <laughs> Like i i'm trying to think of, like how old i just turned this year and i'm like oh i'm 37 this year that's what it is all yeah, right good so number. i'm half of 74. Four. yep yeah okay <laughs> So Erica Michelle believes in being the change she wishes to see in the world by displaying positivity among every person and circumstance she encounters. Erica Michelle is a creative director of C Natasha Productions. So the same name as your mom. Yep. Oh, look at that. That's fancy. <laughs> well, Erica, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so i wanted to kick it off with um in your application you talked a little about uh, about your divorce and everything that came after that was a whole lot i was like wow so i'm gonna let you kick it off and just tell (laughs) us wherever you want to start about what happened and and just lead us into all the things that that followed
1: (laughs) okay so thank you for having me so let's see where do we start so i was married previously so I was married for 10 years I got married when I was 20 and we divorced when I was 30 it was an amicable divorce um he did confess to cheating at five years but wow. I still tried to work with being a Christian you know believing that you know we can't get a divorce so yeah. we worked it through however I couldn't get past the betrayal of his cheating so therefore had to. he had to go so that was that <laughs> then I met my second husband and it was just very difficult. Like he was just up and down in his emotions, but I always attribute our meeting with where I was in my life. I was really struggling with the fact that I couldn't, you know, conceive that I thought I'm never going to find real love. So I have to kind of settle with this love Mm. over here. And it was just really hard. So the only reason he, came into my life in my in retrospect was just so that i could have my gifts so i could have my daughter and so um when i told him that i was pregnant he told me he did not want me or my child oh wow and that was when i was when i first found out so that was four weeks yep so you know me being me i tried to like you know make things work and you know okay we don't have to be together but you can still wake up to her Because we worked separate shifts, So we kind of was like going past each other anyway. Like there was nothing that I could do to change his mind. And so um, I moved out and that was it. And so I went to counseling and my counselor really helped me to process my feelings. Because when things happen to me, it's like, oh, yes, this is a bad thing. Life goes on. But she really helped me to identify the feeling that I was feeling in the moment and being able to Mm -hmm. talk about it. And I had a lot of anxiety associated with him. Um, He really made me be in fear. Like, I felt like everything that I did, I had to, like, ask him or be afraid of his, um, like, repercussions, like, what he's going to say. But I'm I'm very word sensitive. So, like, if you say something bad about me and it's not true, it really hurts my feelings. And so she had to really help me process that he can say whatever he wants. You know who you are. You know what the truth is and stand firm in it. And now three years later, can't tell me nothing. I know who I am. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know that. who I am. I know, you know, that can't nobody touch me. I know I'm a good mother. And it's his loss, period. And so my child, she's here. She'll be three in, all, well, it's August now. So she'll be three yeah. in like two weeks. And so that's how that happened. And then my little baby, my little COVID baby, she loves people she goes up and blows kisses and hugs and everything so because i did do ivf solo even though i was married i did everything solo he did not contribute one single cent i did everything by myself and with the help of my parents because i did have some like unforeseen um like she had to be frozen because i overstimulated and then she had to be unfrozen so like those costs they helped me with um, yeah. But because of her being the loving baby that she is, I couldn't allow my relationship status in my age stop me from giving her a sibling. And so I did IVF again using anonymous donor sperm. And so now I have my six-month-old little baby, and he is just a doll, and she loves him. That's her baby. She's like, my baby. <laughs> like That is your baby. So that's how it is. But it really, that relationship was just a, tribu- uh, a a testament of how low my self-esteem was and how I really did not feel like I was worthy of someone loving me and someone treating me right. And, you know, it had to be hard and it had to be a fight every single day. Like, he gave me the silent treatment, the majority of our relationship. Like, it wow. was bad. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he didn't want to talk to me, it was nothing I could do. He would block me. So if something bad, like, it was so funny. Two days before my birthday, I had me and my stepchildren in the car and my tire blew and I was able to call him and he was able to come and fix it. But let that have been the day before, I was blocked and it would have been nothing. Like He just never cared about my well-being at all. So in retrospect, I was his supplemental income and a trusted babysitter for his children. But it was never about becoming one, having a union, building a family, nothing. So, so you had his, had
0: you. you had his kids in your the car with you and he had you blocked. Yep.
1: yep. And the crazy <laughs> thing, and the crazy thing is because I am so trustworthy, he knew I would, you know, he knew I, would, I will always do the right thing irregardless to how anyone treats me. So like, I'm never going to be disrespectful. I'm never going to not do my responsibility. And he knew that. And so even though he was disrespectful towards me, he knew it would never be reciprocated.
0: Wow, I I mean I'm just over here a little. I mean I went through a a pretty toxic like abusive relationship myself, um. Mm-hmm. But I'm just mind blown over here. You had his damn kids with you, and he's got <laughs> you blocked.
1: Yes, he got me blocked. Wouldn't talk to me. Would not care if I would call him just to you know ask him like, oh well, do you need this or what about the kids with this? Nothing. He would not talk to me. Not Wow.
0: So yeah. how, I mean, one, I can't imagine how difficult it must have been. Uh, I mean, I was a single mom, so I understand that. But to go through a pregnancy, knowing your husband doesn't want anything to do with you or the baby. Yeah, it like was hard because,
1: okay, so prior to that, so every day he wanted a divorce. Every day, every single, mind you, this is my second marriage. I didn't go into it lightly. My first marriage, we met each other July 29th of 2006, and we were married December 29th, 2006. So that was a whole five months of knowing each other, and we lasted ten years. So I figured because this was a ten-month relationship before we got married that it was going to be better. No, it wasn't. (laughs) And so it was just he was just going through the motions of doing like little, because it wasn't always bad. There were some good times, Mm -hmm. but it was more bad than good and he was like do the good stuff just to get that you know so he can get what he wanted and yes it, it was just up, it was just up and down it, it was an emotional roller coaster but he won he thought he wanted a divorce every day so on my birthday 2018 he said I want a divorce I said okay so 2019 on my birthday I filed for divorce I moved out came back home and then maybe two weeks later, he cried and was just like, I wasn't a good husband. Like, everything about us was opposite, opposite to track. Everything about us was opposite. So he was like, you know, if, if we have an issue, we can go to counseling, da, da, da. So, of course, I want our relationship to work. And I came back home. But then six months later, that's when we can send you with the IVF and it works. So in his mind, we were supposed to go through the process because I did it before and it didn't work. We were going to go through the process. And it wasn't supposed to work. Oh my! So when I said, so when I said I was pregnant, he said, "I don't want you or the baby." (sighs) Because in his mind, we're going to do this, but we're going to continue life as it is with
0: this up and down craziness. Yeah, that's what they do to you, though. That's what they do is like things are really bad, and you get to the point where you're like, "I'm done. I'm out. No more." And And then then they love bomb you. I mean, yeah. love bomb. you tell you everything you want to
1: hear, you know, oh, and crying. I mean, he was crying. And I was like, and my mother heard him when he was doing it. So she was like, oh, he's really sincere, you know, oh. listen. and I believed him. Why wouldn't I? But nope, it, it was just just sick. so he can continue to get what he needed until he was done. And when he was done, there was nothing I can do, say, and that's why I call it abandoned guilt because I really had to abandon the guilt I have. My daughter does not have what I have. My, my mm-hmm. daughter does not have Two parents that love each other, that want to be together for the rest of their lives, that work as a team and, you know, have that team thing. But my gladness, absorbing the gladness of she's a beautiful child. She's brilliant. She has grandparents. She has a mama that wanted her and prayed for her. She has a little brother that's here because of her. You know, I have co-workers and friends that really supported me and have been my village. So, again, it's his loss.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm just over here baffled that he went through with the IVF, even though he didn't want a kid.
1: Because it was supposed, in his little mind, it was, we're going to do this, but it's not going to work. But he, because, like, when I tell everybody, when I when I was trying to conceive for all those years, I was telling him my story when I initially met him, and he was the one that said I should go get it checked out. So it is because of him that I even found out that my tooth needed to be removed. So I will forever be thankful for even doing that because I still would have been trying and nothing would have happened, but my cutoff was 40,
0: so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I bless those people who are in their 40s and 50s and having babies, I okay? A baby. <laughs> I I could not do it. I mean, I was a really young mom, but like I'm 37 right now mm-hmm. and I couldn't even imagine having a little tiny When You got a little tiny one. Is, I'm
1: going to do it one more time. Oh, my. <laughs> One more time. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know, you know how you will do, y'all do it as an old lady, <laughs> but again, not past hold forty, so we not still hold on 40. to that forty.
0: <laughs> I know the forties and 50, and I'm mean, good for them, but like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm tired as it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about it. Just- I'm tired. <laughs> like y'all got me exhausted up in here. <laughs> so, how was was there a difference between the the IVF while you were married and the IVF while you're a single? Were there significant differences in your experiences? I mean, because I know your husband wasn't supportive.
1: No, so I did everything solo with my marriage, but the process is different for married versus single. So Mary, awesome. they they have, they have the idea that you have a partner and y'all are doing it together, even if he isn't present, because he wasn't present. I did like even the shots and all those classes by myself. But with the single piece, they really want to make sure that as a single woman, you know that you're bringing the life into the world by yourself and that you can give your child, you know, have the right words and verbiage to let them know what their story is. So that was the bigger difference, making sure you had extra counseling just so that they can check off that you won't tell the, the correct story, and also um, we had to do a gene screen, so you oh. know the donor sperm and your genes, making sure that there's nothing that that isn't you know won't make that will make abnormal um, embryos. So yeah. those were the two bigger differences, but I still felt like even being married, you should still have that piece of how you're going to tell your child your story. Yeah piece but nope they didn't it was just it was just assumed that this is you know whole and this is a little broken so we got to make sure you're gonna tell the right story
0: (laughs) I mean good for them though because like I was a single mom like having I was a teen mom I was a Mm -hmm. single mom having my baby and nobody ever like walked me through anything you're just like you know and family go on
1: Yep, and they were like, well, well, you know, families look different, and how are you going to tell the story? Well, my brothers are adopted, so we have always been open about their story, and their story is their story, and can't nobody, you know, make you feel less than, so my children's story are my children's story. My daughter has a known sperm donor, and my son has an anonymous one, and you are welcome, and you are loved, and you have a, a father that is going to want you, and love you, and claim you, so that's just the way it is, and it's I mean, okay. I-
0: I love that you took the initiative to do it on your own, because that's got to be super scary. Like, I mean, yes, I I said, like, I was a teen mom, I was single mom. But that wasn't a conscious choice. (laughs) (laughs) I was not trying to get pregnant. (laughs) That was not a conscious choice. But you took the initiative on yourself and made the conscious choice to bring another child into this world on your own and that kudos to you i mean because it is it is hard being a single mom
1: it is hard it is and it's like you know you don't have no time to yourself one cry the other one cry and then she cried because he cried i'm like come on you're older just stop and she's like no i was here first (laughs) i'm gonna cry more so it's just like them two and then you know i had my parents if i did not have my parents Oh, I really be like, I don't know what I'll be doing, but it'll be bad because it's just like you don't get any time to yourself. None. yeah, can't even so take you- a shower. Can't. I haven't taken a bath, and I don't know how long because I don't got time to to sit and relax <laughs> in the bubbles.
0: So it's a shower <laughs> every day. I remember those days. Okay. Mine are much older. Like I have a, my oldest is 20 and then I have a 13 year old. Oh, well, she's almost 14 and then twins who are about okay. to turn 12. And so I do remember those days when like I had crying little babies and a toddler <laughs> and I'm trying to take a shower. Yes. You can't even take, you go days. You start stinking. <laughs> That's me a funky. You just got to get all the, the, the important parts. <laughs> yes. Because you have no time to yourself.
1: And then, like, if I shut the door, I can't lock the door because she'll stand out there and mommy, 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 mommy. So then she'll come in and she's like, mommy, what you doing? I'm trying to take a shower. Can you just go watch TV? No, I want to watch you. Okay. Yeah. You can't even pee by yourself can't when they're pee. that age. And it she be looking like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's what you should be doing, peeing <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it is. It is a wild, wild west out there when they're that little. I I remember it not fondly, but I remember it like <laughs> uh, it, my spouse at the time. He's still my spouse. But at the time mm-hmm. uh, when our kids were little, he worked really long hours and he was gone a lot. And so. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't a single mom. I'll never say that. Um, cause I was a single mom. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off when people who are married are like, I'm a single, single? mom. Cause no. their spouse is gone. I'm like, no, no, you got a whole other income coming mm-hmm. in. Like, calm down. Yep. You ain't doing it by uh, yourself. Yep. Yes. But, uh, solo parenting, that's solo what, parenting. what I call it. Yeah. Yep. It. I just, yeah, no, you it's had just, to do what you had to do. It's so tiring yes and you're like I don't know what to do with my life so your parents your parent, your parents are like really helpful is that what you're you're saying very, earlier very
1: instrumental absolutely so when I was discarded at 11 weeks then I came back home and daddy said I wasn't to leave until I'm in a committed relationship or getting married so that's what happened
0: I love that. That's amazing because mm-hmm. you know I I hope you realize how fortunate you are to have parents like that. And my parents are trash. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're complete trash, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> um To have parents who are so supportive and there for you, because yeah. that's that must make a huge difference on your your decision to be able to it's have more
1: kids. Just on my psyche, like I was in the hospital with my son because of pregnancy complications, and you know him not wanting to grow and trying to come early and all these crazy things, <laughs> and I didn't have to worry about Ariel's um, schedule being disrupted because. The only difference was she tried to play them as, in regards to, like, bedtime, you know, trying to stay up later. And then she'd be tired early in the morning. I'm like, that's a natural consequence. That's why we go to be early. So, you yes. know, but her schedule or her surroundings didn't have to change. Or I didn't have to worry about who could watch her on this day and who could watch her on that day. Like, it stayed consistent. So that was good.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So what is the the future IVF look like what is that journey going to look like for you is it going to be the same so the future IVF looks like doing it with a
1: partner not doing it solo that's what it looks like it looks like me not doing it by myself ever again
0: I feel you. I I understand. I was a I was a single mom two different times. So mm-hmm. right after my oldest was born, because I was a teen mom, and after I left my middle daughter's father. Um. So there was two separate times, and both of them. So with one baby, it was hard. One baby, and it was hard, and then with two babies, it was hard. It was just. Well, I can't say two babies. The oldest one was much older, but um, having two kids, it was hard for their needs. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I can understand why you're like, nope, not doing it until I have a partner to do it with. I want a
1: partner and this partner. He wants it like this is this is what he wants. And I'm like, okay. he keeps talking about multiples, though. That's all you said, twins. I said, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh went, gosh. Went for one and got two. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and because I do have to do IVF, and you know, the, the chances of multiples when you get older yeah. is more increased. So I was like, okay, you got multiples. He keeps talking about multiples. Maybe it's a sign. But I'm not trying to go past two. Two is my limit. <laughs>
0: So, so you're two that you have and then you're going to have twins is that what you're saying that's what I'm saying because he keeps talking about more than
1: he keeps talking about triplets and I'm like oh no ah, like no two is enough so when you said you had twins I was like oh it's a sign
0: yeah how are you going to fit three babies in there I'm telling you two was not. mine came <laughs> early because like they were. I think they ran they out of room. room that's my theory <laughs> they were like get me out of here oh, yeah. like twins usually come early like it's rare mm-hmm. for them to go full term because full term. where where are you going to them So when how
1: long what was your um how many weeks were they when they were born 34 and a half weeks Oh see that's good. See Eric Julius he was supposed to come at 30 week 34 weeks? Nope, 33 and 6 days. He was like I I'm not waiting no more. So, so did he have to stay in the NICU too? Two weeks. So they gave me the worst, they gave me the worst case scenario that he would have to stay the whole six weeks because he was six weeks early, but two weeks to the day that he was born, he was ready. He was three pounds, nine ounces when he was born.
0: Yeah. Mine mine stayed, uh, or stayed for two weeks too. Um, we had four pounds, five ounces and five pounds pounds four ounces oh, so cool. yeah I, I, I was cool. worried that my old or that my son was stealing food from his sister <laughs> in there because he was so much <laughs> bigger baby. than her and they're like kept reassuring me nope, nope, it's fine but i mean even now like there are gonna be 12 here and by the time people listen hear this it'll be 12 because uh-huh. they're august babies too oh, okay. um and he is he's got like a good four or five inches on her oh, so okay. he's yeah. <laughs> he was just all tiny. The
1: mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So yeah, uh multiples. Definitely uh if that it's happens, plan yeah, plan for them to come early. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, get some preemie clothes. Yes. Yep. I did have
1: preemie clothes. I had preemie diapers, so yeah, it was it they're was so tiny. Yes, they were, and I've never changed and I'm I used to be an infant teacher, but I've never seen a baby that small but I did it I was like this is my baby I'm gonna figure it out <laughs>
0: when the twins were in the NICU there was a baby that was born at a pound oh wow the fact that they could keep a lot li- a baby alive that's born at a pound is to me is like wow that's amazing yes yeah it really it is, is. Amazing.
1: but when he was when he was trying to come at 27 weeks I said mm, just we need him to stay a little bit longer I paid too much money you keep a Let's keep <laughs> <old cooking. laughs>
0: well it's wonderful that you have a partner now who is so supportive is that something you looked for in a partner was it like first date you were like are you up for this oh yes this is this so I have
1: always been intentional and and I have kissed a lot of frogs a lot of people that claim that they you know, they want the family and they want the marriage and all that stuff. But it was not true. But him from the beginning, he was like, when he first met me, he was like, you're going to be my wife. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then um, I was like, well, how many children do you have? He said two. Then he was like, I got four. I said, well, how do you not know how many kids you have? He said he got his older daughter, his two older daughters. And he said, and I have an almost um, six-month-old and an almost three-year-old. And I was like,
0: Oh. Oh. So, yeah. He was a, yeah. that's how my spouse was. Is he was immediately like, These are my, are my kids, mm-hmm. those are my babies. Yep, yep. And uh,
1: to say this, those are my babies. Like, and Ariel, she like, Ariel, dead, that's my dead. I said, well, What about me? Ariel, dead, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, people uh, at my spouse's job didn't even know that the girls weren't his until like we were talking and they mm-hmm. kind of put like two and two together and they were like. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like yep. and he's been around since my middle daughter was like a, a year old, yep. so it's so not like, it, like it her entire matter. life, exactly. Yeah. Yes, it, it's, it's a beautiful it. thing,
1: yes. And I've always looked for that in the person, and he's my person, so it just took a long time to find.
0: Yeah, so do you all have plans on when you're about to I, you should never ask that oh, question I, but I, I just I, add it. You know, I'm a planner.
1: So, okay, so my eggs, so we have to make my eggs embryos. And okay. right now because I donated my embryos from Eric Julius's um, you know, conception, um they waived my storage fee. So, oh, wow. I so I did it I I retrieved my eggs in May. So I thought I was supposed to get a bill this May, but because of the waiver, I didn't have to pay. So the plan is to try to get these eggs and become embryos and before May, get pregnant. So I don't have to pay that <laughs> And
0: then they make money
1: here. And my birthday is in May. So then I'll be 38 and then I can donate again. So you know what I mean? So that way it kind of keeps me under the 40
0: range and keeps
1: me saving a couple dollars in my pocket and still helping somebody else.
0: <laughs> you talk about saving a couple dollars. This is not a couple dollars. That's a lot of dollars. <laughs> it's a lot of dollars. A lot of dollars. <laughs> this is not a cheap process it's here. Not,
1: but the but the crazy thing is, I am just a regular girl that makes a meat. not I don't even want to say medium. That makes a higher than low income. So I ain't in the low, but I ain't in the medium. I'm like whatever that is. the
0: upper lower lower middle
1: (laughs) exactly and i was able to do it because of my health insurance like my i really i really paid attention to my benefits making sure that infertility is is covered making sure that my doctor was in network you know what i mean so even though it's like celebrities and rich people that you see doing it the majority of the time a regular person like myself can do it you just have to know where to start and where to look, and it starts with your coverage.
0: One of the ladies that I um, interviewed, and she talked about her IVF journey. She went mm-hmm. worked at Starbucks. Yes,
1: hundred percent. The- yes, yes. And I even thought about that too, because there was one point when I worked for one healthcare organization. Even though they provided the 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 insurance, it still was too astronomical for my budget. And no. so I thought about working there as well as working at Starbucks part-time just to get the benefit. But you know how hard it is to get in Starbucks? I did <laughs> not know it was hard it to get in Starbucks. Hard. And I think that's the reason why it's hard. Because they were like, she want to get pregnant. We ain't giving her that. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't giving her that. But my organiz- my healthcare organization, they gave me my babies and I'm forever grateful for them. Like forever. So, but yeah. you just really have to watch the benefits and just see... 'Cause so, you know, some some states mandate that they offer the infertility coverage and some states don't. So just knowing what they do and don't cover and staying yeah. on top of it. I used to have a binder. I would take my binder with me to the pharmacy and I'm like, This is my deductible. <laughs> this is how much this cost. Like, I ain't play. Don't play with me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my spouse is in the military, so we have uh military oh, that's insurance. That's yeah. That, that- he's done now thankfully but well um,
1: you served too because you were right with them (laughs) sure
0: we could say that (laughs) i I don't know maybe i don't know Um, were you a part of the frg i was uh, i was actually the secretary of the frg at one of the boats yes that's it.
1: yeah my first husband he was in the military too so i really i do miss that piece of like the camaraderie and the single soldiers and the married soldiers and everybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We got, we are Navy up here, up in here. Oh, so we have sailors. Yeah. <laughs> I want sailors. We, we got all this. Sa- yeah. <laughs> we, we all I, family. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but the, the insurance is really good. So, um, yes. if I get our, our, um, we, we have, cause he retired, we get to keep the insurance. Um, Anyways, if I go on base, it's free, but my son's, um, ADHD medication, it's a a whole deal to try to get base to fill it. So we go out. So anyways, the whole point. Yeah. Because it's a controlled substance. So Uh, like, They'll do it, but you have to jump through all these hoops. And I'm like, I would much rather just that pay works. copay. Um, yeah. The copay is low, anyways, but I'm like, you, I was just like, I know how much this copay is. How much everything be, so is. Yep. Don't, don't you try to get me charging me more than that. One time I went and they were like, they like it pulls up on the screen. I'm like, I am not paying that. What are you talking about? And I was like, I've been getting the medication here for like months mm-hmm. and they were like oh your insurance we it for some reason didn't go through i'm like try it again, try it again. call the right people that's making because we ain't paying that he <laughs> was running again and it went through there was probably some glitch in the system glitch. or something but i'm like, I am not paying 524 dollars thank you very nope. much
1: like when i first so when they first sent me the estimate for how much my medications was it was nine thousand dollars Wow. I said, Oh heck no! Okay, I, said, hold on. I, was, I was, I was like, Oh heck no! So then I was like, Okay. So then I called the Optum Rx. I called them, and then they told me how much I can get here, and I was budgeting over here. So like on the pharmacy side, I spent like two hundred and thirty-five dollars, and then over here two, so it was two thousand two hundred and thirty-five dollars versus nine thousand. I'll take that. Thank you. And that NICU stay, the NICU cost a
0: fortune.
1: <laughs> See, at that point, I got Medicaid because I stopped working because I was okay. stuck in the hospital and I wasn't getting, you know, I wasn't able to put into to get my benefits. So I had to get into um, medical assistance because if I had to pay the NICU bill plus my bill and the bills that I was accumulating, I wouldn't be here. I'd probably
0: be like out I <laughs> all hours, yeah. It's yeah expensive. they accidentally sent us the bill it the wasn't bill? actually the bill but it was like the copy of this the is bill. not a bill uh-huh. yeah, this is not a bill and i i about passed out like <laughs> two babies spending two weeks in the NICU, and i had to have a c-section with all my kids so add that on top of it <laughs> it's a lot of money yep yeah so you're I'm talking thankful. about like a hundred thousand dollars right there
1: like yep yep Yep, nope. mm -mm. Sorry, yes. I I, I had babies on a budget.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a military class called budgeting for babies. (laughs) Well, I could teach it, (laughs) we
1: could teach it together.
0: I never, uh, so we got married in a, in a courthouse, right. Cause okay. we were just like wanting to get married quickly. So my girls and I could move with him and we could get health insurance and all that. Mm-hmm. And if something happened to him, I would have, you I, have I the would, benefit, the benefit, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were supposed to have what I call the real wedding, right. With family and everything like that. Then we found out we were pregnant with twins. We're pregnant so that, with twins. That, that never happened. <laughs> That you know you just uh, there was no affording it at that point in time you got a whole extra baby and babies are expensive babies are expensive like their car seats
1: like you know car seats diapers wipes the essentials are expensive yes <laughs> so, yeah and did but you maybe, have to like go-
0: did you have to go and buy a new car seat for your baby because he was so little? No. See, again, I'm a planner. So I had the oh. one that was for four pounds. <laughs> I did not. I had to go buy a new one.
1: <laughs> nope. I was like, let me get the, because the, Ariel had the four pound, the, like 30 pound one. So I was like, I'm gonna get the exact same one. And so you know how they do the car seat test. He had to sit yeah. in there for like two hours, but he passed. So I was like, yes. But no, I didn't have to because I got the one that was the lowest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I didn't even know that I should plan for that. Yep. And then they were like, "You can't take her home unless you have a car seat that is four pounds and a yep. like." And that's the lowest they make. That's the lowest it goes. Make, yep. Yep. Nope. yep. And so they're like, "If she loses too much weight, because at, at the time she had lost so much weight that she was like four pounds two ounces, they're like she can't go home go until home she gains weight." She and I'm stinks. like, "Girl, you better you you eat like. this milk." <laughs> eat something oh stop being it's
1: so, so tiny fun- it is so funny how their personalities are formed in the womb like yes. just how stubborn they are how strong they are like everything is right from you ut- utero it's amazing
0: yes uh we got her who's sassy and she was very active in there and then her <laughs> brother who's kind of was very chill i mean chill. besides the adhd the uh-huh. adhd makes him like hyperactive but like his personality it's is nothing. chill like, hey, and Whatever. yeah so he... in the womb he barely moved i always thought like there was something wrong with him i'm like check on him because he's not moving yes, you No, he's just, he's just chilling he's just chilling yeah yep. and her she's all over the place and that was and-
1: ariel ariel said hi and they said I was going to have to eat my running shoes because she's going to run everywhere. And she <laughs> runs everywhere. Him, he sat low in my pelvic bone and didn't move at all. And they had to keep rushing in and shaking me and making me eat yeah. sugar and stuff so he could get that. I was like, oh my God. So it was two different
0: experiences and their personalities matched my experience. <laughs> yes, I could totally relate to that. that. That absolutely happened to me too. And so- <laughs> You this year are going to try to have baby number three four. <laughs> three four, yes. Three four, <laughs> three four, baby, <laughs> baby three four. Yes, baby three, three four. and four. <laughs> and so yes, you'll be a family of six, yes. like well eight. we'll, we'll be a family six of, kids. Yes,
1: yeah, six kids and three grandchildren. Grandchildren. Yes, three grandchildren.
0: Whoa. Yes. I am not prepared for that, okay? (laughs) My daughter's 20. She just got married. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, please don't give me no grandbabies right now. (laughs) And so the funny thing is, I'm
1: 37, but I embrace being a grandmother because I've always been an old lady. Like, even when (laughs) I was younger, I've always been an old lady. So it's like, (laughs) call me grandma. I'm okay. Like, I look good. It don't matter.
0: such a young grandma She was a grandma at like 35 so i mean it, it's <laughs> actually physically possible yep <laughs> you're just i love that you're just like i embrace being a grandma it's I fantastic it.
1: i love my grands i love my man i love my babies i love my girls because these girls are 23 and 21 so it's just like that's how this our family
0: that's that's, that's amazing it's such a how did they five, feel
1: Five, like, one, they love, they want him to be happy. So as long good. as he's happy, they're happy. And so my grandparents are five, one and two. No, he's three months, three months now. And so when I first met him, I was like, so can he, the baby be the baby? Like, do we need another baby? He said, no, we need a baby. I was like, oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> you were like, yes, let's do this i like, let's do this. We just got to do it before 40, but we we can do this. <laughs> There's a timeline here. There's, There's a deadline here, but we going to do
1: it. So, yep.
0: That's amazing. I love it because I hear sometimes that, you know, when uh you have older kids and you get into a relationship, it can be really hard. I know my mom, she got married a second time and he had older kids and it was a hot mess. It was a like, hot mess. And that was my mess.
1: concern. I told him, I said, when, um, you know, when your girls meet me, I don't... Because you know how they, girls can be territorial of their daddies. Yeah. And I just don't want that. I've been with my second husband. It was a lot of discord and hate and hardness. I don't want to through that again. Like, if they don't like me, we yeah. can't be together. But no, it was beautiful. Like, when we met, it was like, this is just how it's supposed to be. So, that, I love it. That is beautiful.
0: I love it, too. I love it for you. <laughs> Yeah, the podcast today because the time goes by really fast um Mm. it's just like i i tell people it's i've been told it's like chatting with a friend and then the time like just blows right by and you're like what already 45 minutes um we're we're coming up on the 45 minutes so before we get there i wanted to ask you What would you like to leave the Inspired Women audience with? We talked about divorce, IVF, getting in a relationship with somebody who already had kids, older kids, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. What would you like them to know? What would you like to leave them with? I
1: want to leave the women with, regardless of where you are in your life, whatever challenge you have, whatever desire you have, anything, whatever it is that you want, do it. Only you know when you can't anymore, but always just do it, whatever that is, and don't let nobody tell you you can't. I mean, Seriously. you did it. I did it, your, and I'm doing with your it. planner and your budget and all your things and, I'm, and everything. Yep, and I'm and anything I desire, I'm going to do it. So, and just know, like whatever you're, you know, only you know how much you can take. Only you know how, because even with my ex, with the roller coaster, it was hard, but I was taking it, and I still would have took it, you know i would have just adjusted and figured it out but just know whatever it is that you want out of life
0: you can achieve it i'm glad you got out of that though because you seem much happier than you sounded like you were before
1: I i was looking at pictures and when i was in it i didn't know how bad it was but looking back i was just sunken and sad like it was it was hard
0: yeah I mean, I remember being in a relationship, not the same. It wasn't the same, but it was like similar, uh, you know, toxic relationship. And you just don't know when you're in it that it's that bad until you're out of it. And you're like, why did you ever do that? How did I get here? Like what? And I'm never, ever going back ever. No, I mean, for me, like you said, with therapy, I mean, that that's helped me so much. I'm like, I'm a whole new woman. I am. I'm not
1: the same woman I was three years ago. And I attribute that to my counselor. Like she has she even helped me because I was going to just get a person to be a donor, like not do the whole sperm donor thing, but get a person that I knew to be a donor. And she helped me realize that even though I didn't like what my ex did, he gives me a level of control. He doesn't bother me about anything, obviously. But if I was to choose a person, they would try to tell me, oh, well, you got to do this and you got to do that, you know, and me and having a boy, they really would be trying to tell me what to do. So listening to her advice about choosing an anonymous donor, it was perfect for my
0: needs. Right. Your situation. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm the same as you as like I, the person I was like five, six years ago would not recognize the person I am today. I love it. I yes. love that. Well, Erica, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me. And I look forward to talking to you when I have my three, four babies.
0: (laughs) You just email me and we'll have you on. (laughs) Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.